0: Today, I want you to open your Bibles to the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 3, right. So we are continuing with building up yourself, the Word, and the Spirit, and now we are on part 3 of that message, part 3 of that message, you must finish this year strong, you must finish it strong. And building up yourself is part of finishing strong. Right. So that come next year, you are another person. You are at another level. Ephesians chapter 3. Right. From verse 14. So we'll be reading from verse 14 up to verse 21. But I'm not going to read all verses at once. But what we are going to do is we'll read a bit or read a part of it, and then we explain uh, uh, as the Spirit leads. We expound as the Spirit leads. In Jesus' name, amen. Wonderful, right. So Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 says, For this reason, uh, I'm reading from the Amplified Version, right? Amplified version. For this reason, seeing the greatness of this plan by which you are built together in Christ, I bow my knees before the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. That Father from whom all fatherhood takes its title, and derives its name. All right? So, this is Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 to 21, right? And this is from the Amplified Version. I just want to uh, maybe read for you the King James, because some of you uh, hear King James, isn't it? Right? But I'm going to read this one only, which says, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of all Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with the might by his spirit in the inner man. You get that? So there is kind of a difference, right? If you read different what? Different versions. That's why it's recommended to read different versions. So I read the Amplified, you may hear it better than the King James. But if I read the King James, you may actually hear better or understand better than the other version, alright. But what uh, 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 I like very much, right, about verse 16, it says that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. So, one thing that you would uh, 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 get from that particular verse is that you can be strengthened. Are you getting this you can be strengthened. Where? In the inner man. In your inner man. This is one of the things that I explained beforehand. To say, man is in three parts. You remember? Where we say the spirit, soul, and body. But now, uh, uh, the apostle here is saying that, that you may be strengthened in the inner man. Which one is the outer man? Your body. You see? The inner man is your spirit. So that spirit being can be strengthened. You know, you have seen people who go to the gym isn't it? They strengthen the outer man. And how do they do that? By lifting weights. In other words, they exercise themselves. But their exercise is limited to the body. And I'm sure there are some of them that actually take chemicals some sort of chemicals to enhance that bodybuilding exercise, isn't it? So, if you have that picture of what happens in the physical, you must also understand that in the spiritual, your spirit man can also be built up. Your spirit man can also be strengthened. That's why Jude says, building up yourself. On your most holy faith. Now the Apostle Paul is saying, That you may be strengthened with might in the inner man by what? By his spirit. Look at that. By his what? By his spirit. So you need to understand the role that the spirit of God plays in your life. Without the spirit of God, you cannot be strengthened. You cannot. You know, in Acts chapter 1, what did the Lord say? He said, tarry ye in Jerusalem until you are enjured with the power from on high. Until you are filled with the power. Because when you receive the Holy Spirit, that's when you receive the power. So when you receive the power when you are strengthened in the inner man. The Holy Spirit does not come and dwell in your body. The Holy Spirit comes and dwells in your spirit. That's why man has to be born again. Without being born again, the Holy Spirit has no place to stay. You remember in the Old Testament, uh, the prophets of old, for example. The Holy Spirit would come upon them when it's time to prophesy. But the moment they finished prophesying, the Holy Spirit would lift from them. Are you getting this? The Holy Spirit would lift. Next time when it is time to prophesy. Then the Holy Spirit would come upon them. They prophesied, then the Holy Spirit would lift. He did not abide in them. But now this is a new dispensation. That's why Jesus said, now it's time to worship God. In the spirit. It was not possible then. So when you were born again, your spirit man was born again. You know, in verse 14, you know what the Bible says here? For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Look at that. Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Paul calls it a family He says the whole family in heaven and in earth is named. So God has a family which is in heaven and on earth. It's one family. It's not divided into two. He does not have a family in heaven and a family on earth. But there is one family in heaven and on earth. And God is the father of that family. Then the Bible tells us that God is called the Father of Spirits. Why is he called the Father of Spirits? It's because he fathered the spirits. Are you getting what I'm saying? To be called a father is because you fathered. So God is called a Father of Spirits because he fathered the spirits. And you are one of them. Here the Bible is saying the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then the Bible says, Jesus is not ashamed to call us brethren. In other words, he's not ashamed to call us brothers and sisters. Why is he calling us brothers and sisters? Because we are a family. So the same way Jesus called the father when he said the father, that is what we are doing today, father. Come on, somebody. So from that you must get a cue. What kind of relationship did Jesus have with the Father? Just read through the Gospels. What kind of relationship? So the relationship that Jesus had with the Father, that is our role model of how we should relate with our Father. When Jesus says, Ah, my Father will never leave me alone. That is the same attitude that you should have. You should never ask God to say, Lord, why have you left me? Where is he gone? He said, I will never leave you. Jesus understood that the Father will never leave him. That's why he said, I know. Even if all of you go, I know I'm not alone. Imagine, I'm not alone because the Father is with me. Come on, somebody. Have you ever felt alone in life? That I'm alone. No one cares for me. I'm alone. But Jesus never said, I'm alone. In other words, the Father was so real to him, like a person sitting next to you. As real as that person in the flesh, that's how the Father was real to him. And he says, he's with me. He has never left me alone. So you are never alone, you know. Uh, uh, uh myself, I, I lost my, my, my parents at a very early, early age, isn't it? Mm-hmm. My, my mother, I think I was still grade two there, right? Uh, my young brother here was a little baby then, right? And I then lost my father when I was, uh, I think, part one in university or so, right? Mm-hmm. When that happens to you, you feel alone, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You feel like, hey, how am I going to cope in life? How? Because, you know, fathers and mothers are like coverings. Mm. So when you lose parents, it's like that cover is removed. That's why sometimes the experience of one who crosses an orphan and one who doesn't, it's very different. It's very different, you see. So I was like, ah, how am I going to do this? How am I going to pay school fees? How? Those were questions in my mind. But thank God, I found Jesus very early. You know, my father died, uh, when he died, I had not found Jesus there. But I found him just after that in college. And immediately, that feeling of being an orphan, it evaporated. Amen. I never said that way again to say I'm an orphan. I never said I don't have parents. Because God... Became my father. Come on, somebody. God even does it much better than your parent who is in the flesh. So, Jesus, when you know, when Jesus came on the earth, he did not spend time speaking about Joseph and Mary. I know my mother Mary or my father Joseph. No. When he said my father, he was always speaking about the father who is in heaven. So, you must have that. A, a, a kind of reality that kind of experience that kind of relationship with the father and god has enabled that through the spirit of god he is now dwelling in you he's now dwelling in your spirit there is no excuse to say i cannot communicate with with the father i cannot commune with god the bible speaks about the communion of the spirit Communion, there must be communion. communion. You know there's this uh 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 which says Urukuro Zako Gati Jins Hurukuru Panvarancha Hurukuru Ah would Kukurukura bad That's why sometimes I say When it comes to uh, uh, praying and speaking to the Father, sometimes it's not about the noise that you make. The question is, When you pray, listen. When you pray, listen. You know, it's high time that uh, 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 when we are praying, we shouldn't do it like, you know, we are just on automatic, you know. I'm getting this. Have a posture of listening. And have a posture of conversation. You must be in a conversational mode. Because there's a certain kind of praying where God, uh, where you are not expecting God to speak to you or to answer you. You are just sending words, sending words, sending words. And God will say, oh, I can't even have a chance to speak here. I can't. Mm. But when you are approaching God, approach Him in a conversational mode to say, Lord, I've come to speak to you. And I'm expecting you to speak to me. So when I speak, I'm expecting you to, to reply. Mm. And when you speak, I will listen. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm. So, One family in heaven and in earth. One family. So we are what? We are one family in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So I was speaking about how you are strengthened in the inner man. By the spirit of God. I think I stressed this. And I said if there is anything that you have to get from God, this is the first thing you must get. It is first priority. First priority. First, pri- among all the things that you can ask, this is first what priority because this is what makes you a Christian. You cannot be born again without the Spirit of God. It can't. You cannot, and you cannot have a relationship with the Father without the Spirit of God. And you cannot have power as a child of God without the Spirit of God. You know, every animal, every animal's offspring, alright, it has traits of its what? Of its parents. It has traits of its parents. So if you look at a chicken and you look at the bigger mother, for example, those, you will find those traits in that little chicken. Or you call it a chick, right? If it is small, isn't it? The same thing happens whether it's a dog, whether it's a cow, you find the same traits. So as it grows, you should expect that it should begin to do fully what the other bigger chicken was doing. Are you getting what I'm saying? so if we are truly the children of god then we must exhibit the traits of our father so apart from uh, our moral uh, compass for example to say when it comes to morality how is god like you know when the bible it, that's how you need to understand uh, the scriptures right because when the bible says live In peace with all men for example you need to understand that when the Bible says live in peace it's trying to teach us who God is and how God himself lives for example so what we are what we are being taught we are being taught what our father is like so that we may also be like him So, the things that that's why I always say to people, you know what? You can't just say I'm a Christian and continue to live anyhow. You can't. It can't be. Because the Bible says we must be like our Father, we must be like Him. In every way, it talks about peace, it talks about joy. He talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Why is it called the fruit of the Spirit? Because those traits come from Him. So the moment He begins to dwell in you, the traits of the Spirit will start coming out. But how do they come out? You must yield to Him. That's why the Bible says you must deny yourself. Come on. Come on. A Christian does not speak like that. The Bible says when you are a Christian, there is no man or a woman, there is no Jew or a Gentile. When you are in Christ, those things that you took from your what <laughs> from your bloodline, they must be denied. You must change. In Jesus' name, amen. So, apart from uh, 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 morality, for example, apart from character, we must also be like our father when it comes to the other things that the Bible talks about concerning him. And one of those things is what is his omnipotence? His omnipot is omnipotence. And when, when we're talking about omni omnipotence, we are saying his what is all powerful, isn't it? In other words, you can't measure his power. You can't, it's too great. I don't know if there is a way to measure it or explain it. That's why we say it's too great. It can't be measured. So when God Is a God of power. He's a God of all power. Even the power that the devil has right now, he received it from God. What did he do? He misused it. He corrupted it. So if God is a God of power, that means... God's children must be children of power. You can't be a child of God and be powerless. You are not born of God. You are not. Now, I, 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 I'm not talking about pastors. Children of God. Well, sometimes, you know, uh, uh, I don't know if others do it, right? Uh, As a child of God, they want to make you powerless so that you think power is concentrated in one person. Or power is concentrated uh, 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 in the man who is on the pulpit. No. Certainly we may operate in different degrees of power, but every child of God is powerful. God... He has put enough power in your life to make the devil not to touch you. He cannot. That's why the Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee from you." So even this little child, when that little child says, devil, away from me, the devil will run away. Because that person is doing it in the name of Jesus. That name is what invokes the power of God. Come on. Because Jaganzi at the name of Jesus, everything must what? Bow. At the name. So you must have that consciousness in you that when you invoke the name, then there are things that must bow. They must bow. You must insist. <laughs> Come on somebody. I, I, I don't know if you hate me. You must insist. Because in you, you are truly convinced that when you invoke that name, things must bow. Mm. And they must bow. Mm. You must insist on that. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Mm. So you must be strengthened with the might in the inner man. With With might. You must be a reservoir of power. <laughs> ah, come on somebody. You know when the Bible says you shall receive power. That means when you receive it becomes your possession. It now belongs to you. So when you are walking you must be conscious that you are a reservoir of God's power. You carry that power. And you must exercise it. Come on, we have now come to that word exercise. I talked about bodybuilders. How do they gain those muscles? They don't gain them by sitting. But they gain those muscles by exercising. They exercise. So when you receive the Spirit of God in your life, you have received a deposit in your life. You have received a deposit of power in your life. But how do you make use of that power? Then you must exercise yourself. What's the use of receiving healing power when you don't exercise the healing power? You have the healing power of God in your life but you you have never laid the hands on anyone. You have never even Uh, commanded someone be healed in Jesus' name. So how will that healing power work in your life? It will just be dormant. You know, when that woman with the issue of blood touched Jesus' uh, 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 garment, the Bible tells us that power went out of Christ. It went out into that woman. That's why Jesus turned and said, virtue went out of me. I hear this. Virtue went out. I feel the power going out of me. And I understand exactly what happened. Because when we pray for people, we actually feel the power going out. You feel it going out. We feel it getting into you. Because it's, it's actually in. <laughs> I'm getting this. It's not a philosophical concept to say, I'm praying, uh, uh, I'm praying for you and uh, I, I'm sure you are. No, we actually feel the anointing coming out. And sometimes it can be so strong that these hands actually shake. You see? So Jesus felt the power coming out of him. Getting into that woman. That's why he turned and said, who touched me?" Because you know what? It, people were pressing on him. So Jesus did not feel uh, the, you know, the touch simply because someone touched. No. What he felt was the power going out. That's why Jesus said someone has touched me in a different manner. All of you are touching me. But this touching is different. This is a touch of faith. That's why power went out. So the power of God does not just go out because you have touched. <laughs> Come on. You can live with me and I carry the power of God. It doesn't mean that you can benefit from it. You can only benefit if you know how to draw the power out. That's the only way. So the woman came and said, in her heart, I know that if I touch, I am healed. I know. Simple. So it's not even Jesus who spoke. No. She just knew this man is a reservoir of the anointing and power of God. If I go and touch, I know my things will be okay. And she went and touched. The moment she touched, that faith is the one which drew uh, drew the power out of the reservoir. (laughs) And she was what? She was healed. She was healed. So when Paul prayed this prayer he wants all of you to be strengthened he wants all of you to be what to be strengthened you know let me continue here with uh, uh, the amplified version i'll read verse 17 right it says may christ through your faith you see i was talking about faith here all the things of god they work through faith so may Christ through your faith actually dwell, settle down. I, I like how the Amplified Vision explains things. <laughs> actually dwell, settle down, abide and make his permanent home in your heart. So he is saying, Christ, through your faith, may he settle down in you. Have you ever seen a person who is settling down? <laughs> Settling down. You know, you, sometimes you see uh, uh, in the old days these dramas, you know, where the, 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 there was uh, uh, this issue of someone who comes from the rural areas and comes to find work, isn't it, in town. So they come and sit, right? <laughs> and then these people will be saying, Hi, ah, you know, how long are you here? I'm not here. I just went up and "Ah, I was the idea." Yeah. <laughs> so that person is settled down. Are you getting this? He's not. Uh, it, that person is not moving. He's not going away anytime soon. So that is the picture that you are getting. Jesus has come to settle down. He's saying, uh, "My friend, I'm, I'm now here. I'm not going anywhere. Settled. Yeah. Settled down." I like this. To make his permanent home in your heart. You know, Christ. You know, what does Christ mean? Whenever you, you talk about Christ, it means the anointed one. So the anointed one has come to abide. He has come to make his permanent home in you. Ah. My God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. You know, from today, you must never feel helpless. You mustn't feel helpless. You mustn't say, who can help me? Christ has come to abide, to make his permanent home in your hearts. Then, the Bible goes on to say, may you be rooted deep in love and founded sexually on love May he grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man by the Holy Spirit himself indwelling your innermost being and personality. So now the Amplified Version is bringing another what? Another side. He's saying the Holy Spirit himself dwelling in your innermost being himself. You know, the Holy Spirit is the power of God. So he's saying the power of God himself comes to dwell in your innermost being. And the personality. So when the Holy Spirit begins to dwell in your life, you must take on the personality of the Holy Ghost. You must take on the personality of God. You know, when Jesus spoke, People paid attention. They said, mm, We have never heard a man since we were born. We have never heard a man speak like this. We have never heard a man speak like this. And when the apostles were now ministering, they took note and said, This man, I think they were with Jesus. We are, we are seeing the same things, the same traits of that man. So, a pe- there must be a change to your personality. You know, sometimes uh, as Christians, I'm getting and attention. i I'm getting my i i Even the people who are living in the house, hey, say, hey, what are you Ah, No, no, no. no. And father is a father, I say, hey, my father is a I She goes, not because you are a pastor, but you have shown something. You are different. Your personality is different. It has been influenced by the Spirit of God. Right? Verse 18. That you may have the power, And be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints. What is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth of it? So here, uh, Paul is talking about the height, depth, and length of the love of Christ. It's so deep that you can't measure it. But he is saying through the Spirit you may be able to comprehend it. You may be able to comprehend it. Verse 19, that you may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves the love of Christ. The things of God must be what? Must be experienced. The power of God must be experienced. It must be exercised. Right. That you may be filled through all your being unto all the fullness of God. May have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God Himself. This is so powerful. I don't think you have heard it. This is verse what? Verse 19, right? Let me look at what the King James Version is saying. Right. Verse 19 says, And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Did you hear correctly? So the apostle is saying, you must be filled with all the fullness of God. How can a man be filled with all the fullness of God? If I ask you right now, you say, "Ah, I think if I get 10% of God, I think I'll be fine. I think that's enough. After all, I can't contain God. But it's amazing, you know. God said, heaven and earth cannot contain me. Heaven and earth. But yet now, we are being told of something that is able to hold the fullness of God. Everything else cannot hold the fullness of God. But God has created man in such a manner that Man can be able to carry the fullness of God. Imagine. That's why the Bible says, let us make man in our own image. Nothing else was made in the image of God. Nothing else. So man is the ability to carry the fullness of God. To be filled with my God. Let me read again (laughs) what the Amplified is saying here. I hope you hear it now. It says that you may be filled through all your being unto all the fullness of God. In other ways, that you may have the richest measure of the divine presence. Come on somebody. The richest measure of the divine presence. When we are saying, where can we find the presence of God? We must be able to find the fullness of Of the presence of uh, of God in man, in you. In the old days, if you wanted the fullness of the presence of God, or if you wanted to experience the presence of God, you would go to the temple, because people said, "No, the presence of God is on the ark of the covenant. God is dwelling in between the cherubims." That's where the presence of God was. But fast forward to the New Testament, we don't have an Ark of the Covenant anymore. We don't have God or the presence of God in between the cherubims, in the Holy of Holies. You know what that is translated to? Because the Holy of Holies is your spirit man. That is what it represented. The Holy of Holies is your spirit man. This is the outer court. This is your body. Your soul is the holy place. But the Holy of Holies is your spirit. And that's where the Holy Spirit will come to dwell in the Holy of Holies. That's where He is right now. So you must be filled. With the richest measure of the divine presence in your spirit. And now, your spirit, because it's full of the divine presence, it will begin to shine on your soul in your holy place. And you begin to be transformed. You begin to be transformed. You begin to take charge. Of situations in your life. You walk like a man of authority. Amen. You walk like a woman of authority. When you go to Kumusha, you don't you don't go like this because uh, next door there is a muroi who, who, who stays there you can even walk right through that place without even breaking his way they're not even worried. That woman will not even want you to cross there. Because no kanga And for sure, before we knew Christ, we were always afraid. Because everyone would be saying, ah, you know, in raw areas, hey, if you go with your car there, my friend, you may not come back. I'm no longer afraid of them. They are now afraid of me. I ah, come on, somebody. <laughs> they should be afraid of you. Saying, ah, that woman is coming. Anyway, if you actually go to and say, I'm now coming, isn't it? They will go and say, hey, that woman is now coming. Hey, That man is now coming. Let them find an excuse to run away from their home. Because you are coming. But you must be conscious of who you are. You must be conscious of what you care. The fullness of the divine presence. And then it finishes by saying, and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. Yes. You know, last time I was talking to you about, uh, 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 you know, running away from certain things, isn't it? Things that do not edify. Look at what, what what the apostle is talking about. He wants you to be filled with all the fullness of God. You get this? That you have the richest uh, 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 measure of the divine presence. And he's talking about being flooded with God himself. So if you are now flooded with God himself, that means the atmosphere that you must now maintain is an atmosphere in which God himself expects you to maintain. It's an atmosphere in which God himself would love to dwell. That's why you can't take the, this kind of atmosphere into a nightclub. It's not possible. I, I get what I'm saying? That's why you cannot sit with mockers. How can God sit with mockers? It's not possible. That's why you cannot dwell with sinners. How can the presence of God dwell with sinners? The only thing that we can do with sinners is that when you come to them, they must be convicted of their own sin. They must be convicted. You can't dwell with them. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Mm. Let me finish off verse 20. Since I said that I'm going to finish to verse 21, isn't it? So verse 20 says, Now to him who, in consequence uh, consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us. My God, are you getting this things? He's saying the power that is at work within us his power is at work within us which means god is power. right now as you are sitting there his power is at work in you his mighty power and you are there sitting feeling sorry for yourself you are there feeling uh, uh, you know powerless You can change situations with that power in your life. You know, God looked on the earth and there was darkness all over. There was chaos all over. He didn't like it. He said, let there be light. Through his power, he said, let there be light. Let there be order. And there was light and there was order. So through his mighty power (laughs) that is at work within you, you can change the situation. It is able to carry out his purpose and to do quite abundantly, but super abundantly. (laughs) Far over and above all that we might ask or even think. You must know that that power, that is in you, can do far above what you may even think. That's why I was saying, sometimes you think you are yeah, you, you are powerless. Sometimes you think, I, I, I can't do it. I can't change this situation. But Paul is saying, that power that is in at work within you, it can do far above what you even think. Or even what you can imagine that you can accomplish. That power is able to carry out God's purpose in your life. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. So what you need today, if there is anything that uh, you need to carry out, right, from this sermon, what you may need to go with from this sermon is the consciousness that you have the power of God in you. The consciousness that there is God's mighty power that is at work within you. And you remember how this power is released? This power is released by faith and it is released through words. If you don't speak, the, way, uh, the, the power of God cannot work. You have to speak. That is how the power of God is released. So if you are looking at someone who is sick and you are quiet, the person will die looking at the person. But if you look at that person and say, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, be you. The words that you have spoken, you remember Jesus said, "My, uh, the words that I speak, they are spirit in their life. The words. So the words that you speak will carry the spirit of God. They will carry the life of God. And they will bring a change. They will bring healing. That's why you must speak. Life is in the power of the tongue. As well as death, you must speak. But the person who is speaking must what? Must have faith. That what that person is saying will come to pass. And it shall come to pass. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.